Well, brilliant. Uh, it's great to be together again. My name's Andy O'Connell. I'm one of the pastors in the church. It's fantastic to be with you this morning uh, speaking uh, on our Philippians series. Um, wasn't, weren't those videos great? I, um, they remind us again that home is really the first place of community. And as we uh, seek to do church together, we really believe that homes and our communities that meet in homes are really the basic building block of church. So I would encourage you to connect in there. If you're not connected in to one of those, do check out our website uh, and look up that information. Now, we're, we're this morning looking at our series on Philippians, and but I've got a little game for us to play just before we start. It's a little game of what I'm calling lockdown bingo. Ta-da. Right. Here's 10 words on the screen. What I want you to do in your home is just think about how many of these words apply to you right now. This is something to do on your own. Just have a think. There's 10 words. Count up how many of those words apply to how you're feeling right now. Okay, so what I want to do is I, I want you to wave your hand. I can see right into your lounges, of course, here with the magic of technical things. Actually, I can only see Dan Kirk's lounge, but I, I imagine that I can see into your lounges. Um, how many of us empathize or connect with 10 of those words? 10 out of 10. Who gets 10 out of 10 on my game, game of bingo? Wave your hand, wave a hand there. I see those hands. I see those hands. Okay, eight out of 10. Eight or more out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, maybe six. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, um, we'll come back to that later. Uh, uh, but this week's passage uh, shows us something about how Paul felt about his lockdown, and more than that, it shows us something of how Paul's character lay behind those feelings. Paul was expressing certain feelings in the text we'll look at today, but behind that, we'll see something of Paul's character. So I've just used the word character. Let me define what I mean by character as we come into this so what is character character uh, several different definitions i've come across character is the inner qualities and drivers the inner qualities and drivers that influence the way you live it's a bit long-winded isn't it? it character is the state of your soul it's a bit deep character is the inner life or perhaps character is the inner life that often gets seen externally we've already seen in chapter one we, that we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks, quite a bit of Paul's character, the inner stuff that gets seen externally. Let me give you a few examples. Um, Paul talks in verse six, he says, I am sure of this, that God will complete the work. Paul has assurance, confidence that God will finish the job. Lois spoke to us a couple of weeks ago about Paul's confidence too of God's affection, that God is a God that loves us and shows his affection. Paul had a confidence that God was for him. Paul was contented is another aspect of character. Paul actually seems to be happy, bizarrely, that his imprisonment, his lockdown, has served to advance the gospel. Paul's example, his character, his cheery disposition, even when he's under pressure, in seemingly inspired other Christians to share the good news of Jesus. Paul even rejoices when, when he sees other people acting with wrong motives. That's a bit strange, isn't it? If the end result is that Christ is preached. Let me give you a simple little example. We may have seen this with children sometimes. OK, so adult asks child one to fetch something. Child two overhears and rushes to do it first because they want to look good to the adult. So child two gets it done first. Now, is child one happy that the adult has been helped or are they grumpy that child two has got there first? Usually, I think child two is grumpy that they've 
been beaten to it. Um, and that's an aspect of character. That's, a, that's, a, that's an opportunity for the child to learn character. Paul was contented. Paul says in, the, in Philippians 4, Paul says, I have learned to be content. I have learned the secret of being content in any situation, whether in plenty or want. Paul learned to be contented. So Paul is assured, he's confident, he's contented. And another thing we kept, we've already come across in chapter one is that Paul says this, this amazing phrase, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul has no concern for himself. He has a lack of concern for his own good wishes, good, good you know, requirements. I'm already impressed by Paul's character. Even before we get to chapter two, which is today's reading, I'm already impressed. I go, wow, I want to be like that when I'm imprisoned. I want to be like Paul. How does he do that? How does he get to be like that? Assured, confident, contented, lacking self-concern and more. And that's the question we've set out to look at in this series. How do we pursue a Jesus-centred life despite hardship? How do we thrive under pressure instead of just surviving? So we come to our passage today, which is Philippians 2. I'm going to read Philippians 2, 1 to 11. I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, read along with me if you have a Bible of some format in your hand. So Paul says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. First thing I want to say about pursuing character, this is our title today, is Pursuing Character. Um, pursuing character starts within. There's an appro approach to problem solving that says, keep asking why until you find the root cause to something. Maybe you've seen this in business. So imagine this scene in a home. Uh, lazy husband to his wife, somewhat pointing the finger. Wife, why is there no toilet paper? seems appropriate at the moment. Wife, because we're out of stock in the house. Husband, why? Husband's trying this why thing to try and understand the root cause. Why? Wife, because I didn't have time to go shopping. Why, says the husband? Because I'm too busy, says the wife. Why, says the husband? Because you, husband, don't do enough chores around the house. <laughs> so asking why got to the root cause, but maybe not the answer he expected. <laughs> In verse one to five, we see this same sort of progression in Paul's uh, thinking. He starts off in verses one and two and says, be united. 
be united. That's a command to a state. It says, be united. We might ask, how, Paul, how am I supposed to be united? And Paul says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. That's another action. Don't be selfish. We might say again, how, Paul, how am I supposed to not be selfish? And Paul says, consider others better than yourselves and look to their interests. So this this is an attitude getting a little bit deeper now. Consider others better than yourself. And we might say, how, Paul, how am I supposed to consider others better than myself? And he says in verse five, have the same attitude as Jesus. Look at Jesus. This is even deeper. So we've gone from the externals, be united to internals, attitudes and looking at Jesus. As we said about character, what is on the outside will reflect what is on the inside. This thing of our actions reflecting our beliefs and character. Some of you will remember in the autumn we had this diagram just over here. Where is it? There is there it is just over here. Action, belief, character. It's like an iceberg floating on the sea. And the action is the bit we normally see um, most clearly. It's the tip of the iceberg. It pokes out. And but underneath the surface are beliefs and character things, things we believe, things we um, things about ourselves, inner feelings. Um, thank you, Andrew. Um, Romans 12 puts it this way. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, be transformed from the inside. So my first point is very simple. What is on the outside will reflect what is on the inside. Let's be those that pursue inner character that then gets outworked in our outer behaviour. Pursue character within. Secondly, we're going to look um, at pursuing character through hard times. In this letter, we get to see Paul's amazing character. I've referred you back to chapter one already, and we've just seen some stuff that Paul's been saying. Paul's got an amazing character that, that is, dis is displayed through his um, feelings about imprisonment. How did he get there? How did he get there? I find myself asking. Elsewhere, Paul says in Romans 5, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character. And this same idea comes up a lot in the New Testament and other places. This idea that suffering or hardship produces character. Even secular leadership development theory notes this. I found a, I was just looking on Google and found a, the first thing I found really about leadership development and character said this. Adversity and hardship contribute to character development when they cause personal reflection. Hardship can cause people to look inside themselves, asking questions, the answers to which can result in huge learnings and behavioural adjustments. Hardship can reveal behavioural blind spots, inconsistencies, weaknesses, personal limitations and ineffective or bad behaviours. That's, I think, wisdom in the street that's 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 a very biblical perspective right there in sort of some secular leadership management consultancy's blog so hardship helps us see who we are in other words hardship shows us our real character and in 2 corinthians 11 just looking at paul's story still how did paul get to the character we see here in 2 corinthians 11 we see some of the hard stuff paul had been through i'm just going to read a little extract i've been in prison more frequently been flogged more severely been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. 
Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I could, I could go on. This, this is quite a long passage here. Paul listing some of the hardship he's been through. And I, I believe that massive list of hardship, it's no wonder that Paul's journey through those challenges with God has formed the character we see now as he is in prison. In, in Philipp, this letter to Philippians, we, we believe was written from prison towards the end of Paul's life. Hardship shows us our real character and hardship with God's help develops great character. Hardship shows us our real character and hardship with God's help develops great character. I was thinking about some personal examples here just to make it a little bit more personal. Some of the tough things that I've been through or, or our family's been through. I could think of th- three or four different things. Um, uh, in 2005, uh, we moved as a family to a town called Tame to plant a church. The church plant didn't work ultimately, and we came back to Oxford after several years. But I think we grew a lot through that experience. I certainly grew a lot. In 2015, Ruth was diagnosed with breast cancer. That was a challenging time for the whole family. But God grew us through the experience. I grew through the experience. Thinking further back, uh, in in the early 1990s, I was leading a short-term team to work with some some churches we're connected with in Uganda. We had a car accident. One of our team was driving. And it quickly transpired that he was very ill with an undiagnosed brain tumour. That was challenging. I was supposed to be the team leader. I grew through the experience. And when we were, we were finishing refurbishing the King Centre in the early 2000s, I, got, I think I got very close to a nervous breakdown. I grew through the experience. With the benefit of hindsight, God did something through these very difficult seasons or events, seasons of failure or illness or sudden crisis or what we now call mental health issues. God uses tough times to grow us and to bring character development to the fore. I don't, think I, I don't think I could see it at the time, but I think we or I grew, grew stronger through these things. I learned to trust more in God and to be less interested in my own abilities. Pressure causes stuff to come to the surface. We feel powerless. We have no option but to put down whatever strength we feel we have and trust God. Paul did this as he faced likely death in, in, in this letter to the Philippians. What about you? in lockdown what is coming to the surface in you or maybe apart from lockdown you have some long-running health relationship or financial challenges or something else what aspects of character is God bringing to the surface through your hardship what are you starting to see under the surface of your iceberg so my second point is allow hardship to show you who you really are inside And then start to invite God into that space. Pursue character through hard times. The last thing I want to say from this passage is pursue character by pursuing Jesus. And we're going to read the text again in a moment. Pursue character by pursuing Jesus. A bit more audience participation now. Hands up. My hands up already. If you don't read the manual before you start some new uh, start using some new equipment or build that bit of flat pack furniture put your hand up if that's you you don't read the manual i see those hands i see those hands um i usually seek to muddle on until i get stuck or wonder why i finish with a few spare parts and wonder whether they're really necessary anyway one commentator on this passage uh says that's what paul is up to now He's showing Philippians the manual, but the manual is Jesus. 
the manual is Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate role model of a genuinely Christian life. Jesus is the manifestation of the character of God, which God is trying to reproduce in his people so that they might also be truly human. Jesus is the manifestation of the character of God. God is trying to reduce, reproduce that in his people so that they might be truly human. That bit is so good. We're going to read it again. So reading from verse five in chapter two. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset mindset as Jesus Christ. Jesus, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Jesus emptied himself. He came down from heaven to earth to dwell with mankind. Jesus emptied himself. Jesus humbled himself to death. God exalted him. And that's the story of Jesus in a nutshell. Emptied, humbled, exalted. And as we look at Jesus, we're supposed to think, wow, what an amazing God. Absolutely. But we're also supposed to think, wow, what a great example to me. I get to be like Jesus. By by looking at Jesus, by emulating Jesus, I get to have that character worked in my own life. Verse five tells us this. He's it starts off this what we might see as a great poem about the messiah starts off with verse five have the same attitude as jesus and that idea of copying christ's example is at the heart of this letter how does this work going to get practical how does this how does our character grow by looking at jesus example let me suggest four things uh, as we come into land firstly gaze gaze look properly meditate worship read study gaze at jesus then reflect on yourself reflect on the contrast with your own attitudes gaze at jesus little practical thing you could do why not memorize this christ poem this verses 6 to 11 in philippians 2 it's a great little poem a summary of the gospel uh, a rich bit of text describing jesus why not memorize it? It's a great thing to memorize. You know, send me your videos. Show me you've memorized it if you like, if that helps you. Um, you know, I'm expecting a blindfold or something, so I know you're not just reading off the text next to the screen. But, you know, um, why not memorize this poem? But more significantly, gaze at Jesus. Learn to gaze at Jesus. Meditate, worship, read, study. Secondly, ask the Holy Spirit to help you as you gaze at Jesus. Paul um, says later in the letter, we've read this already i've learned to be content i've learned to be content in every situation and verse 13 says i can do this through him who gives me strength the god the holy spirit comes to give us strength to help us be like jesus we're not we're not supposed to do this thing on our own so gaze at jesus ask the holy spirit to help you number three 
um, is choose, choose, determine to change, make a choice to change. In verse two, in chapter two, the, the section we're looking at, verse two has this word mind. It says, be of the same mind. That's a command. It doesn't say wait and see if you end up with the same mind, which is kind of quite passive. It says be of the same mind. That speaks of choice, decision, determination, a choice to act in line with what God is doing in you. In fact, verses one to four in the section we're looking at, they're all commands. They're not just wait for Jesus to change you. I like to think of it like this. Jesus initiates. We reciprocate. He takes the first step. We follow. He shows us how to live. We seek to imitate him, even as we need his help. Make a choice. Make a choice to change. So gaze at Jesus. Ask for his help. Make a choice to change. And fourthly, uh, Abu earlier when he was praying, I don't know if you saw Interestingly, when Abu was praying about give us our daily bread, he he was praying us the whole world. Abu had an expansive view of who us was. And as we read um, in Philippians here, uh, the in verse five, the NIV says, have the same mindset as Christ. Now, that could be could be could be me individually. It could be us collectively. The ESV makes it a little bit clearer. It says, have this mind among yourselves. You in this passage is more often than not us collectively it's corporate it's not singular and me with my you know western individualistic mindset i read this as an individual but the text was intended collectively abu has a better view on this um collective thing from the way he prayed earlier pursuing character is a kind of us together thing it's a community thing it's a family thing pursuing character doesn't happen in isolation it happens together as we work together and live together and, sh- and share life together in the Christian community. And that's a little bit uncomfortable for those of us who like to keep our feelings to ourselves. But it's how God made us to be, made his family to work. And that little game we played at the beginning, lockdown feelings bingo, wasn't quite so random, actually. It was designed to get you talking about your feelings in your households. So why not continue? Um, talk to yourselves over lunch about why you listed certain feelings or emotions in this moment. Have a conversation together. So practically gaze at Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit to help, choose to change and choose to push into this us together help thing. So let me just summarise. What is on the outside will reflect what is on the inside. Pursue character within. Allow hardship to show you who you really are and then invite God into that space. Pursue character through hard times including lockdown. (laughs) And then gaze at Jesus. He is our role model. He had the best character ever. And as we gaze at him, we become more like him. Make a choice to change. Pursue character by pursuing Jesus.